This is Warrior's Way Podcast, Episode 62, and I'm James Eek. After the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki on August the 15th, 1945, Japan announced its surrender, bringing an end to World War II. But for some, the war was not over. Lieutenant Hiro Onoda was 22 years old when he was deployed to the Philippines in December 1944. As an intelligence officer, he was given orders to disrupt and sabotage enemy efforts and to never surrender or take his own life. Allied forces landed on the island of Lubang in February 1945, and before long, Onoda and three others were the only Japanese soldiers who had not surrendered or died. They retreated into the hills with plans to continue to fight as guerrillas. The group survived on bananas, coconut milk, and stolen cattle while engaging in sporadic shootouts with local police. In late 1945, the group began encountering airdrop leaflets announcing that the war was over and ordering all holdouts to surrender. After careful consideration, they, they dismissed the leaflets as a trick and they fought on. One of Onoda's companions surrendered in 1950, and another was killed by a search party in 1954. His last companion, Private First Class Kinsichi Kozuka, was shot by police in 1972 as he and Onoda were destroying the stores of rice at a local farm. Onoda was left completely alone. By this point, a figure of legend on Lubang and beyond. The story of the mysterious holdout caught the attention of a young adventurer named Norio Suzuki, who set out to find Lieutenant Anoda, a panda, and the abominable snowman, in that order. On February 20th, 1974, the two men ran into each other in the jungles of the Philippines and improbably became friends. Suzuki told Anoda that Japan was worried about him, but Anoda firmly replied that he would not surrender unless ordered to by a superior officer. Suzuki returned to Japan, and with the help of the government, tracked down Anoda's commanding officer, Major Yoshimi Taniguchi, who was, by now, an elderly man working in a bookstore. Taniguchi flew to the Philippines, and on March 9, 1974, he formally relieved Anoda of his duties, nearly 29 years after the end of the war. Three days later, Anoda surrendered his sword to Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos and received a pardon for his actions over the previous decades. He and his companions had killed some 30 people and injured as many as a hundred others in their long personal war. He returned to Japan and was greeted as a hero, but chose to move to Brazil and become a cattle rancher. After a decade, he came back to Japan and established a group of schools to teach wilderness survival to children. As for Norio Suzuki, the adventurer, shortly after finding Anoda, he found a panda in the wild but he was killed in an avalanche in the Himalayas in 1986 
while continuing his hunt for the abominable snowman. As for Anoda, he passed away in 2014 at the age of 91. So this is, is from an article called The Soldier Who Wouldn't Surrender by Alex Arbuckle. Japanese history and literature are full of heroes immensely loyal to a cause, especially if it is lost or hopeless. Lieutenant Onoda seemed to many like a samurai of old, ultimately offering his sword as a gesture of surrender to the Philippine president, who, by the way, returned it to him, putting his arms around him and saying he admired him for his courage. Imagine being 22 years old and going to war, left in the jungles of another country. Now imagine being 52, still wearing your uniform, having kept it in good condition, your rifle still maintained and usable, your sword still sharp and ready. Anoda himself would go on to write the book, No Surrender, My 30-Year War. What can we say about this soldier? I think it's safe to say that few people listening to this podcast or living today can imagine what life must have been like for Anoda. And even fewer could possibly understand how he could have spent such a massive part of his life still loyal and dedicated to the orders he had been given and waging his own war in the jungles of the Philippines. For myself, having spent over a decade as an army officer, I can't help but wonder a couple of things. How Anoda kept faith in himself and his orders when he was alone for so long, and how he managed to deal with the day-to-day of his decision to be so dedicated and loyal. That's a tough one. In the martial arts, we learn about loyalty to our teacher, to our system, and dedication to our training. I've been at this martial art thing for almost 40 years now. And when I look around, I often realize how sadly rare it is to have someone stay true to the path for even a fraction of the time that I've been training and teaching. All have the best intentions, but few make it through the highs and lows that come with training and with life. Most end up bored with themselves and the reality of training. Some decide they don't like their school or they don't like their teacher. Something upsets them, or they just otherwise give up, decide to go take up square dancing. (laughs) These are the small battles that come in the war that is training in the martial arts. A war that is about you becoming victorious and finding truth with a capital T. A war that you fight to liberate yourself. Every so often at my school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, I pull out a stack of waivers of the people who have come by and tried out or started training. It's always astounding. I'll flip through the names and try to remember who these people were. Most have come with all the best intentions, but few keep at it. Then there's Anoda. If anything, I think there's a lesson to learn from Anoda. Nobody can say that he chose the easy path. Nobody can say that he gave an inch. 
You have to believe there were many times that things happened that had him wondering over those 30 years what the heck was going on. You have to believe he fought his personal demons. You have to believe he was afraid, sad, lost, and very confused. But he kept going. Even when he found... And it was explained to him that the war was over and he had come out of the jungle. He said he wouldn't until he was relieved by his superior as per his orders. Now, the Philippines are pretty nice. Anoda could have found a beach somewhere and spent 30 years sitting on it. (laughs) But instead he fought his war. Is he a hero? I really don't know what the answer to that is. I do know that he is heroic. I know that knowing his story has taught me something and added to my life, and that as a martial artist and an army officer, I have the deepest respect for this guy. What can you take away from the story of this true life last samurai? How does knowing his story impact your life? These are good questions. My suggestion for everyone listening is to look more into the life of Lieutenant Hiro Inoda and ask yourself, what can you learn from and take away from this? I think you'll be pretty surprised what you find. So there you go. Hiro Inoda. Man, I can't stop thinking about this guy (laughs) ever since I heard about it. Um, Yeah, look into it. I think it will blow you away. And as a sidebar, he moved to Brazil to have a life that was a lot easier as a rancher. And then he heard about a uh, young person who killed his parents in Japan. So he returned to Japan to educate kids about survival and bringing them back to the basics of life. You gotta respect that. Man, some kind of guy. All right, and on to the question of the week. I've started training in jujitsu, and I'm wondering what your advice for someone new would be. That's a good question. So the first thing I would say is relax. I think that a lot of schools forget to really make that the backbone of what jujitsu means. They forget that it is the gentle art. And that means something. You aren't going to find out what jujitsu means and what changes it can make in your life if you don't really fully embrace this idea of just chilling out. Now, it isn't easy to learn this. The easiest thing is to cling to our egos, to need to make your partner tap, to fight with aggression. When they're coming at you, you go at them. But the thing is, none of that is what jujitsu really is. Jujitsu is about outplaying your opponent. It's about you being more chilled, about you working less than your opponent and allowing them to move and make the error that you will use to control them. And that's honestly, it's the best thing about jujitsu. When you get there, it is crazy the insights you can get in your jiu-jitsu. It's awesome. In a lot of ways, 
the submission in or tapping out that that's secondary the act of tapping someone out will happen when you're able to let go and to let it happen there's a magic to jiu-jitsu that's found in learning to relax and let go now that doesn't mean your opponent isn't going to be a big spaz and elbow you in the face and sweat all over you <laughs> that's gonna happen it's part of what we have to deal with in the training. But you and your reaction to it is what is important. So, my advice, learn to relax. If you're working harder than your opponent, you're losing. Breathe. Relax. So there you go. And I think that will wrap it up for another week. Thanks a lot for uh, listening to this if you are the constant listener. I really appreciate it. What you can do, though, to help me out is, if you're liking this thing, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen that allows you to do that. And spread the word. Let your friends and... Well, your frenemies and your enemies know about the Warriors Way podcast and what we're trying to do. Because we're trying to look at our lives and our training and get more from all of that. To help with that, um, I've recently started a Patreon page for Warriors Way podcast. Um, it's basically a way for you guys to support what I'm trying to do with this podcast and, uh, you know, in the future, do more with it. Um, what If you don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a subscription type of service. So what I'm going to do is on the Patreon page, make it kind of, I guess the best way to describe it is like a portable sensei. So um, I'm going to have, for those who um, support the Patreon page, uh, videos and articles and things like that that you can access there. Um, and it will only be for those Patreon subscribers. Of course, the, the podcast, it's always free. Patreon is just your way of helping support me in keeping this thing going. Because as you can imagine, it takes quite a bit of work to to do these podcasts every week. I have to do my research and blah, 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 blah. I know, cry me a river. <laughs> but if you're enjoying it and you want to see it keep going, um, I think that's only fair because, uh, you know, we've, we're doing a lot of good work here. And I would like to see eventually this thing be able to get legs of its own and be able to branch out from there into some really cool stuff that we could do. Um, but of course, that takes more time and more effort and i think the patreon idea is a good way to do it and a lot of other podcasts do similar stuff so um yeah i uh am still getting the thing going but we will get there i will probably try to link the patreon page on our website um as well as on our facebook page and i will probably put it on the uh introduction or the bio for the the podcast so you can track it down. Or I guess you could probably just go on to Patreon and look for Warriors Way Podcast. Um, if you are looking at doing that today, it is still in its infancy. I still have, I have a bunch of videos to upload there, but I still have to tinker with them a bit. Um, 
and if you're looking at them and you're like, I don't see too much, well, it's it's coming, man. Chill out. Just like I just said, it's jujitsu. Everything is. Relax. It will happen. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you are a listener and you love this thing and you want to see it coming or keep coming, I mean, uh, please do support us because that is probably the best way to make sure that I keep doing this thing. Um, the other thing, like I mentioned, we have a website, um, a Facebook page. You can also, uh, look for me on my martial arts schools, Facebook page as well. That's the Eek Academy of Martial Arts. And uh, I put a lot of stuff on there, too. Um, Oh, and I should mention, if you are an Instagram type of person, uh, look for the Eek Academy on Instagram. I was going to do a Warrior's Way Instagram thing, but to be honest, I'm too busy living this life and don't need five different Instagram accounts. So, um, yeah, uh, look for the Eek Academy there. I post stuff for both my martial arts school and the Warriors Way podcast on that thing. Um, and then the only other thing, if you like what I do, um, and you know, this whole idea of linking our training into our lives a little bit better, um, and getting the most out of all of it, I've written a couple books. Uh, one is The Warriors Way. And the other is called A Wolf in the Woods. You can find both of those on Instagram or on uh, both. They're available as ebooks on Kobo and on Kindle. And I think that's about it. So check out all of that. You got lots of information. Patreon is coming. Hopefully this week I will get those videos up. I just have to clean them up a little bit. And I think that's about it. If you ever have a uh, question of the week or you want to drop me a line, please do. You can track me down in all of those places. And I think that's about it. So get out there. Train hard. Have fun. Be a good friend. And try to do something awesome for yourself and for others. Thanks a lot.